Welcome survivors, burnout community, and those just interested. It's Kelly Bubolt's owner, trainer, and burnout prevention mentor at KB Training Connections. Burnout is not taboo. It's our reality in this fast-paced society. But we are not going to let it drive the narrative to our stories. We're going to do something about it. So let's dig in. Moving on and moving into the next chapter of our life or going through a transformation, it has all different phases. And I think I've kind of broken it down to three phases. And I want to talk about the third phase. We're going to skip right over the first phase of being lonely and lost and and everything that goes into that until a later episode. Make sure that you follow or subscribe in order to go through each of these phases. Phase two, that's a whole other animal. That's what we get into with my coaching, with the Compass program, with the Resiliency Roadmap online course. We start digging into the ugly. But I want to talk about phase three. And really why I'm skipping over the first two is I think a lot of you need some hope. I think there's a lot of darkness right now. And people that I'm coaching, it's hard. It's a hard time of year. Things are busy. There's a lot of turmoil in the workforce, at home. There's a lot of unknown. A lot of what ifs. So we're going to skip straight to phase three. To give you a little hope. To give you some perspective. So really what I wanted to talk about is moving on. What are the things to note? when you know that you're truly moving on. This is the phase three. Two big areas that I want to focus on in this episode is perspective shifts and triggers. So let's talk about the first one, perspective shifts. We're not just talking about perspective of, wow, I'm seeing rainbows and unicorns and bubbles instead of darkness, hate, anger. I'm talking about a complete perspective shift on everything you are seeing. What once aggravated you now seems so small. After you go through something, grief, loss, life diagnosis, people that were supposed to be there for you, they're no longer there for you. Breakups, burnout, the the things that aggravated you before those were huge. It seemed like your world was crashing down. After those big life events, all those little things are so small. They don't matter. You can get stuck in a traffic jam and it doesn't even phase you at this point. Nothing could be worse than being stuck in that hole of darkness. Nothing could be worse than walking through that fog every day, like Groundhog Day, over and over and over again. So what once aggravated you now seems small. That's a perspective shift. Another perspective shift is cherish of the little things or the moments that were always there, already there. I remember that there were things with my kids and I would just be working and thinking about working and thinking about the next house project to do or all the things I had to do and and who I had to call back and what birthday presents I need to get for nephews and nieces and and who's going to run to the store because we're almost out of food and all these things. And then once you have these life events and these huge shifts in your life, you start to cherish the little things. My kids' little giggles. Them wrestling on the ground together is no longer an aggravation for me or a distress moment. It's a happy moment of siblings playing together and having those moments that they might not have in a couple years. The little things of a sunrise. I will literally be running around in the morning trying to get three little kids out the door and that sun right now in the fall is coming up orange and pink and yellow and I'll stop. I'll stop for like a minute or two and just watch. Previous, I didn't even think I had a minute or two in the morning. But it's those little things that start to bring life back into your soul. Brings peace to your day. Those one or two minutes keeping your sanity. 
that you can truly appreciate now. That sun always rose every day. But now I take a moment and I actually notice it and absorb it. So cherish the little things or the moments that were already there. That's a perspective shift. That's when you know you're in phase three. And the third one of perspective shifts, which is a big one, is relationships are no longer what they seem as before. We're not even talking about the relationships that you had to disconnect from or the toxic ones you no longer talk to that were hard to, to remove from your life. We're, we're talking about you may no longer need someone in the same capacity as before. You're either stronger or you realize where your needs are actually at. You realize some people in your life are not capable of supporting you in the way that they needed to do so. And that's okay too. You had to find a different way. And some people entered your life and supported you in a way you were surprised by. And then there's a, a whole other aspect of relationships in which they no longer fit. And it's okay to remove them, but I would consider it more of a pause. Because you never know when your paths will reconnect. You never know when they're ready to step into their best self. Even though I got rid of a lot of toxic relationships and I stopped people pleasing and 70% of the people in my life basically left, disconnected, stopped communicating. I don't write them off and I don't hate them for what they did or did not do. I consider it a pause. And one day, maybe I will need to reach out to them or one day they'll need to reach out to me. And one day maybe we'll need each other. But it's important to note that relationships are no longer what they seem before and that is okay. You are not the same person as you were before. So let's move over from perspective shifts and the things to note from there over to triggers. Now triggers has kind of this negative connotation to it and really triggers is the body sensations and patterns that it's had before. The nervous system is literally programmed into a stress response or a hormonal or chemical response to certain actions that come your way. And it's interesting what can trigger once you get to phase three. You would think your your favorite song with that person that you broke up with would be your trigger. And it might be. Or it might be a smell or a sound or food or just seeing them that could be a trigger. But it's actually the sneaky ones that are the biggest slap in the face. What you thought would bring feelings up again was the least of your worries. It's the surprise slaps that hurt the worst. And they take longer to overcome because you don't know why you feel sad or angry or upset or you don't want to eat or you do want to eat too much, too much comfort food, for example. You, you don't understand the trigger and that's all your subconscious. And when your subconscious drives 95% of your actions, that's why you need to journal. That's why you need to meditate and give yourself some space in order to let these thoughts pass because they will internalize. And the body needs to process these things or it will come out at a, a later a time and event that's going to be super inconvenient for you. So understanding your thoughts and trying to process them will reduce some of those triggers, those slaps in the face. The other thing that you need to understand about triggers is sometimes you're searching for a trigger because your body's seeking those old patterns. I'm a busybody and I basically didn't process things for a very long time by staying very busy with work, with family, with helping people. Anytime I had a moment of space, I would fill it with something, usually serving others. And it would make me feel good. But what I didn't realize is I was internalizing a lot of feelings that I needed space to process. So once I got 
to phase one and phase two, I would actually find myself searching for trigger type seeking old patterns. If I actually had space, I would reach out to a neighbor to hang out. And then once they would want to hang out, I wish I didn't do it because I knew I needed space or sleep or maybe make a home cooked meal. I just need that time by myself. Or I'd be sitting outside watching my kids, being so proud of how far I've come, just watching them play. And then I would look over and, and wonder if I should start a new yard project. I would look over at flowers and start planning in my head the garden for next year. My body was searching for triggers, seeking those old patterns of filling that space, just like it used to for many years. So be aware that your body is searching for those deep pipelines of patterns. And once you're aware, you can stop it. You can take a deep breath and let that thought pass and get back to what matters. The other thing that you can do for helping triggers in phase three is what is your shutdown plan of action? Your nervous system is programmed to respond to either a shutdown or fill it or let's not let these feelings out. So what's your plan A and what's your plan B to fight off these nervous system responses? Mine is silence. When something bothers me, I go silent. When something is upsetting me, I fill that space. So what's my plan A and what's my plan B? I try not to go silent. I take a deep breath. I drink some water. I think about the one thing that I want to say for a better outcome. And I say that. I might not say everything I want to. I might not say everything that's in my head that moment. But I do speak up at least one item from that trigger. And plan B is I make sure I write it down. I go for a walk or I meditate about it within 24 hours. That's my plan B to get my nervous system out of that shutdown program that it's used to. How are you prepared to counteract with micro habit responses? I don't do big retreats, go in for a big spa day. All that stuff costs money. I'm a single mom of three. I'm busy. I don't have time for that. So I have to do micro habits in order to have healthy coping mechanisms to process these feelings. How will you process instead of internalizing? How will you fight the nervous system that wants to shut down? What's your plan action? Plan A and plan B. Moving on is difficult. It is a long journey. I'm on a year and a half talking about this now. Phase one is ugly. It's lonely. It's lost. Phase two, we go through all in my online courses. I hope you hit up my website for either freebies, the online courses, coaching, or talking to me about public speaking at your next conference event. But phase three, phase three is beautiful. Phase three is peace. Phase three is you stepping into your best self. I know you're not lazy. Otherwise you wouldn't be here working on self-growth. Piecing together the puzzle is half the adventure and finding energy towards your new habits is the other. Do not underestimate the strength in your actions. Check out videos on burnout tools to move from zombie mode to liveliness on my website. See you soon.